0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Ignite. I want to talk to you about the the very clear point that there are no coincidences, okay? And uh, we we get our lives um, interrupted on a continual basis. Uh, it, It seems like never... It never goes according to plan for me in particular. There's always things that are interrupting my life. Why, God, now? You know, but when you get back and say, Okay, God, what are you up to? It changes your perspective on those things and it goes all the way back. There's there's a ton of scriptures Uh, The disciples, I mean, the things that happened to them and they couldn't understand why. Why did they happen to Jesus? They ran from Jesus, all that. Uh, I'm thinking of Paul and, you know, he's on his way to Rome and 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 the ship goes down and they end up on Malta of all places. And he praised God through that all. And quite frankly, the people of Malta probably would never would have heard the good news for a long time later. Uh, except that Paul was shipwrecked and and left there. And he left a body of people there serving the Lord. And and whatever happened from that, we'll never know until we get to heaven. But, I mean, there's all kinds of those kinds of experiences, aren't there? I mean, when you live in the fog, when you live in the favor of God, it means that everything in your life is working together for good. And you would expect me to say, Romans eight twenty uh, it is my go-to verse, but it is so true. Everything in your life works together for good when you live in the fog, when you live for his purpose. It says, when you love me and you live for my purpose. To those who love me, to those who live for my purpose, His purpose is to seek and save the lost. And when we live to seek and save the lost and move everybody every day closer to Jesus, um, there are no coincidences. (laughs) It just doesn't happen that way. Uh, A couple of uh, early on ones, I'm going back now 50 years, okay? Okay. And uh, it was when I didn't know what I was doing. I talked my family into into letting me go retail, but I didn't know anything about retail. I didn't know the the faintest thing about retail. I knew how to buff a car. I knew how to do that really well, but but I knew nothing about retail. So I said, God, you're just gonna have to send some people into my life that can tell me how to do this. And he did. I was, and uh, you may remember the story. I've told it before, but I was in a waiting room with a bunch of other traveling salesmen waiting to go see my buyer and I sat next to a guy by the name of Craig Benson and and we started a nice conversation. It was very nice. He's like 20 years my senior And, and then he went to his buyer and I went to mine. That was in Dallas, Texas. Two weeks later, I go into the same type of waiting room at another customer's location and um, it is Seattle, Washington. And I walk in and here's the same guy. There's Craig Benson. Hey, I know you. <laughs> and so we, uh, we talk and we, we share. And all of a sudden, I realize something got something, something here. And he said, what are you, what, what's your dream? What are you, what are you, what are you working on? And I said, well, it's not what I'm here today for, but it is my dream. I have the greatest car wax in the world and I want to go retail with it. I don't know how to do it. And he proceeds to tell me that he uh, could help me do that. He is uh, a general partner in the largest advertising uh, firm in the United States. I said, "Well, I can't help you. I mean, I, you can help me, but I can't. I can't pay for it. I have no money." <laughs> he said, "Well, where do you live?" He says, "He, he says he was really interested where I was living. We could ever connect." I said, "I live down in Orange County." And Irvine, it turns out we live about 15 minutes from each other, okay? So there are no coincidences. I I meet him in Dallas at the same time, same place we're in there. I meet him in Seattle. and, And then we find out we live 15 minutes from each other. And he ends up spending volumes of time for no charge, uh, really give me like a master's degree on marketing in uh, to the big box stores, to the to the mass market, it's incredible. There was another guy, and I've often told this story about Al Atherton, and I met him at a conference up in LA, and same kind of thing happened. And he was a powerful ad man, and, and he, but he got intrigued with me and he wanted to help me, and he started driving from LA down to my office once a week to talk to me and give me encouragement and tell me what I need to do, I mean, just amazing. Um, it wasn't a coincidence that I met Al Atherton at a conference up in L.A. I'm going back 50 years ago. Uh, but then it just keeps going. You know, I, I have to tell story of the story that I was at this hotel and I needed to uh, get to dinner. My friend always wants to pay the bill. So I want to get there before him so I can pay the bill. And I was up in my room and I was trying to get my, my Uber after work and it wouldn't work. So I told Karen, we got to get downstairs and get outside the hotel to get my Uber after work. So she said, okay, so we, we rush outside. It still doesn't work. And so Karen says, you better get that taxi. I said, great idea. So I, I told the guy, well, the taxi's, well, that taxi's spoken for. And I said, what, what do you mean it's spoken for? He said, well, the lady behind you, back at the, by, right by the front door, that's her taxi. So I said, well, how long will it take to get another taxi? He said, "What's well, about five o'clock, um, probably about 15 minutes or so. And I'm just, the, the blood is draining out of my head. No, no, I can't have this happen. About that time I hear, sir, I listen, sir, I look around and it's the lady out by the front door of the hotel. She says, uh, just take my taxi. I said, wait a minute, what do you mean take your taxi? She's well. My husband's upstairs. I don't know what he's doing. I, he may be ten minutes. I don't know. I'll just take the next taxi. So I said, "Okay." So we jump in the taxi, and the and the taxi as soon begins and takes off with skidding, skidding rubber. And the guy is, has profanity from his first from his first words out of his mouth. Where are the blanket of blank do you want to go? And He was out of control. And so, we started asking questions, you know, what's going on? We found out that his wife had just passed away from agonizing cancer. They couldn't stop it. And his kids were just in rebellion and driving him out of his mind. He was he was at his wit's end, you know. And so, whenever you're in those kind of situations, you just say, God, you know, give me the word. And he quickly came in and I said to him, you know, God says, Come unto me, all of you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he yelled with that same intensity in his voice, Boy, do I need rest. (laughs) So from there to the restaurant, Karen and I kept giving him scriptures. And towards the end of the trip, he said, I need to get in church. I need God. That's what I need. So we got out, and I said, I tell you what, if you tell me where you live and give me your your cell number, I will find a church near you. We need to send somebody to a good church, not just any church. 90% 90% of all churches are not even sharing their faith anymore. Or they're not even talking about salvation, so be careful of that. Anyway, he quickly said, yes, of course. He wrote it all down. I said, can we pray for you? He said, would you please? So here we are in the front of this restaurant, this wonderful restaurant. People traffic and people walking in and out. And here, Karen and I in the the wash of the floodlights of his taxi, praying together, right? And having this wonderful time. I'll never forget that moment. You have these moments. I mean, you share your faith every day, but then there's these watershed moments. You just know you made a difference in somebody's life in, in a huge way, right? Well, think about coincidences, you know, uh, God had to stop my, my Uber app from working, right? <laughs> he he had to keep the lady's husband upstairs. He had to give her a benevolent heart where she wasn't going to just hold on to that taxi. But she said, oh, just go ahead and use my taxi. Think of all that. And then she, he had to have that taxi driver right at that place at that time for Karen I walk into that taxi. I mean, there are no coincidences. There, There's not. I... um. I'll tell you one more just right quick, and these are all in my book. If you get my book, Ignite Your Life, I tell lots of these stories. And everyone's amazing. We, we were flying to Manchester, New Hampshire for a car rally with our friends, Richie and Sharon Klein. And uh, we got held up in Chicago. How many times have you had that happen to you? By the time we got to Manchester, the, it, we were the last flight in. And we're at the last baggage claim. And all the bags came out and ours didn't come out, right? (laughs) So we said, oh, it's, it's going to come, sure. And so finally, the last two bags, you know, they're like, it actually stopped. And then it started to get us set our two bags down. So, you know, God's up to something. We walk out and we always have a a car waiting for us at our eight stage of the game. At our age, we have a car waiting for us, you know. But it wasn't waiting for this. It wasn't there. There was no car for us. So I called back to my secretary and and we find out, find out that uh, they've been trying to find the driver. They don't know where he is. And now it's one o'clock in the morning and they don't know what to do. So um, uh, they said they would keep looking. I said, all right. So I looked around and there was two benches. I actually said to Karen, well, at least there's two benches here. It's a warm evening. We had a, you know, and we laughed. Uh, Karen and I laugh when things go wrong. Because when things go wrong, God is up to something every single time. Instead of saying, Well, thanks a lot, God, this is all we need, you say, God, what are you up to? You're up to something. And we talk then about how we'd say just about every time there must be somebody God wants us to talk to tonight. So he's interrupted our lives. About that time, they announced the airport is now closed. We look back, the lights are all off. I went to the door, it was locked. And it was only then we realized there was nobody in the airport. I mean, it was was gone. There wasn't one taxi. There wasn't one person. It was totally deserted. I had to take a picture of it. It's a great scene. (laughs) So we just laughed and said, oh, well, you know, what are you up to, God? Well, Kathy, my secretary, found a guy who had taken a ride up to Boston and was deadheading back. And somehow she got a hold of him. And he came by, picked us up, and we're driving off, and he'd gotten the story from my secretary, so he knew what was going on. He just amazed at all the things that could have gone wrong to get us in that place. And so finally he said, so what was going through your mind? (laughs) We said, you really want to know? Yeah. Well, it it went through our mind that God must have somebody he wants us to talk to about him. And he says, that's amazing. (laughs) I said, what? He said, oh, my life is a wreck. I mean, everything, 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 that could go wrong. is going wrong to the point where I said, I need God. I need to get back to God. I need to talk to somebody about God. And here you are. And so, for the next hour, we we're an hour away from our hotel. We talked nonstop with him, and just had a wonderful time. I mean, and he was so so excited by the time we got out of the car and uh, and so we gathered together and we prayed this wonderful prayer together, emotional prayer together. It was three o'clock in the morning by the time we pulled, we got into bed that night, and we couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> we couldn't go to, we had so much fun that day, that night. we could, without God. We would say, oh, man, we would have telling it for, until now. That was a nightmare night. You cannot believe all things that went wrong. Sometimes just things go wrong. No, sometimes God's in the middle of your life doing something to give you the joy of your life. People say to me all the time, why do you care and Karen always have joy? You're always so joyful. Why is that? You want to know why? <laughs> this is why. Because we're always coming off one of these experiences, and we know another one's coming up. But that fills your life with joy. This is why. (laughs) See you next time.